Good morning everyone, Shaira here. Today we will talk about a topic which fascinates me, virtue ethics and how we can relate it to marketing. I did some additional research and came up with so many surprising piece of information which I'm excited to share. But first things first, let's talk about what is the definition of virtue. Virtue is moral excellence, rightness, and duty. A particular kind of moral excellence or another remarkable trait that is considered praiseworthy. Character-based ethics are built on virtues. This style of moral theory highlights the development of a particular personality type. Ideally, it is focused on the advancement of human perfection. Since one's character determines behavior, virtue ethics aims to create moral individuals and societies. According to a philosophical dictionary, the definition of virtue in Aristotle's philosophy is in a human, it is the activity of reason and rationally regulated habits. That state of an object produces its distinctive perfection and permits it to carry out its role well. The term virtue ethics refers to a different moral theory that has gained significance for many modern ethics. Despite having much older roots in Chinese philosophy, this idea is frequently linked with the Greeks, particularly Aristotle in the 4th century BC. In a sense, this theory is different from all the other since it has placed less highlights on laws, intuition, and consequences, and more on how people acquire moral or virtuous character by acting in a way that a decent person would. Teleological ethics is named after teleology. What is it, you might wonder? It reflects that everything people do has a meaning. Our actions often have a purpose in mind. While I was researching the topic, I came across this question, are we human teleological beings? I assume we are because we have goals in mind and behave in a way that will help us reach those goals as quickly as possible. Aristotle discussed how people flourish when they discover their mission and form virtue upon them. Good habits that help them carry on since pleasure is only momentary, happiness should not be linked with attraction or financial objects. In a community, we can experience happiness. I came across his extremely well-known concept of mean while I was doing reading for this, where he advised us to maintain a balance and remain in the middle, saying that excess is harmful. I fully agree with this viewpoint. Humans tend to be greedy at times. 
if we succeed obtaining something, we may desire it more and more. There are several examples of individuals hurting others for financial gain or position without any consideration if we look at today's society. There would have been more genuine individual in our real world if we had been trained to be satisfied with what we have. Please don't misunderstand me now. There are good people in society as well. Malala is one example. But if we consider her experience, she had to fight for her fundamental rights in the face of brutality. Even though she almost paid with her life, she continued to following her desire, making her a virtuous human being. For her, many life was able to see the light of wisdom. If you have been listening to me carefully, now you might wonder, where do we learn virtues from? Virtues are developed through learning and practice. According to the ancient philosopher Aristotle, self-control is a virtue that can be developed while repeated ego can spoil a person's character. From the day we are born until the day we leave this world, we are taught how to behave. We first pick it up from our parents, afterwards from instructors and friends. They influence our belief system so much. That is why we attract those who share our interests since we are more comfortable with them. Virtue is a habit. In other words, once established, they become a person's trademark. There is much to learn from the idea of habit and routine. Simply put, we put a lot of effort and thinking into a routine. Whether a habit is something we do automatically and unconsciously. Routines can turn into habits, which is where the idea of discipline comes into play. Humans require the guidance of discipline if they want to develop a routine. As you became older, it becomes tougher. Since your brain is still developing when you are a kid, you actively observe your surrounding and learn new things. When you are an adult, it is much harder since you have to struggle extremely to keep it. If your values have changed over the years, the path becomes more complicated since you must fight a mental battle to modify them. You must find a medium ground if you want to survive, which requires you to justify your childhood beliefs while balancing them against your adult beliefs. We learn how to do things as grown-ups by looking for role models who have our beliefs. Do you recall telling your father that you want to be the kind of person your father is when you grow up? That is a wonderful example. 
as we advance, our community teaches us more. We also use journaling, which is a currently popular technique and a fantastic tool for self-reflection. So we already covered what is virtue and where do we basically learn it from. I personally feel like this sector is the most important sector of this entire podcast. Why do we need it in our business world? I grabbed some information from the World Economic Forum, which is an international non-governmental organization. Their headquarter is in Switzerland. I will include the link in the description for anyone who is interested to read the entire article. Formal authority no longer holds as much power in this new world. The only way moral authority can be measured and researched is through its ability to inspire trust, motivate co-workers, create meaning, and help people visualize a better future. The latest state of moral leadership report, which draws on information from 1,500 business professionals, highlights the wider role that moral leadership can play in companies. The research offers more proof of the need for moral leadership. Without scaling shared values, leaders can no longer anticipate scaling shareholders' value. These days, success and importance, profit and philosophy, and mission all are deeply linked. The report's evidence reveals that moral leadership is in high demand, but the short supply. Managers who exhibit higher moral leadership level have stronger relationship with the staff members. Moral leadership improves business performance and professional development opportunities. As we can see, the study serves as a wake-up call for many companies, which can and must make investments in promoting a culture of moral leadership. The COVID-19 pandemic has only increased and speed up this demand. We are witnessing a historic health and economic crisis, which is being played out for the first time on social media, where emotional fear, panic and disinformation spread instantly and widely. According to the report, 86% of their respondents agreed that the need for real moral leadership in business is more urgent than ever today. As we know, marketing is a significant part of the business. Usually marketers aim to create products, target the consumer market and launch them. They must obey the ethical guidance because their decision affect the lives of many, many people. Now I'm going to talk about an accident which I believe happened because of ethical issues. In March 2019, 346 people died on board, representing the maximum crash of two Boeing 737. 
The fault was the design of Boeing new flight control software, which repeated forced the plane's nosedive. On January 7, 2021, Boeing agreed to pay 1.77 billion in damages to airline customers. In my opinion, a human does not have the right to decide how much a life should cost. A farm like Boeing normally hires the best people in the world. I'm guessing they were aware of the potential consequences, but they decided to sell the plane nevertheless because it was more profitable than not selling at all. Unfortunately, many businesses do this, although they do save some money to pay for any harm their farm may create. It's heartbreaking to even think about it. What actions can we take to prevent them? The following three habits are really effective. Um, The first one is creating a sense of positive expectation for the future. The second one is justifying decisions in terms of the organization's mission. And the third one is listening to and learning from the view of someone else. We should take it seriously because we are the future leaders. In organizations, we have a lot to learn and practice and nothing comes before life. Money or power should not matter more than anything else. We must take ethical practice seriously. If we do not take it seriously now, we may suffer grave consequences later on. This was a really fun project to work on. I truly appreciate you and your attention. Thank you so much for joining me today and I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye.